Our scripture for today is found in John chapter 19, 28 through 30. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Roman soldier who crucified Jesus, who led that crucifixion, he thought nothing of it. He was a centurion. He was in charge of a century of Roman soldiers. That would have been a hundred. And he knew that the kind of people attracted to soldiering in this day were brutal, were aggressive, angry men. So he let them get their aggression out on the prisoners. His thinking was they're going to die anyway. What harm if the soldiers roughed them up. So the Roman soldiers that day twisted together a crown of thorns in mockery of Jesus and they jammed it onto his head. They punched him while he was blindfolded. They mocked him through the streets. If you had been watching them, you would have seen, I don't know, satisfaction on their faces as they looked at their bloody prisoners, as they looked at the scared faces and the people who were watching it happen. They felt powerful in the pain that they were causing. They thought nothing of it when they stripped Jesus naked, nailed him to the cross. They all laughed at the sign of his crimes. Pilate had made it. Pilate was mocking Jesus by saying his crime was king of the Jews. They threw the dice. They divided up his clothes. And if you and I were watching them, we would have seen men who didn't care, who had done this a hundred times. But we would have also seen something that you don't normally see at a crucifixion. Doubt on the face of a centurion. Not at first. At first it just seemed like a normal day. But if you watch the centurion, you would have seen that he kept glancing back at Jesus, the man in the center cross. And it was an uneasy glance. It was as if he saw something there he wasn't expecting. Certainly Jesus was different than any person who had ever hung on the cross before, he held himself differently. He responded differently. It wasn't with hatred, but it was with mercy and authority. 
and forgiveness. And the centurion, looking at it, he'd catch the crown of thorns out of his, the corner of his eye, and it would look for a second like a real crown. It made him deeply uneasy. An uneasiness he couldn't push away or to the side. You see, his friend, a centurion up in Galilee, had told him about this guy. When he first did, the centurion at the cross had rolled his eyes. You see, his friend had said that this Jesus was a true prophet. He told a story that when his servant was sick with a word, Jesus had healed him. And the centurion from the north was using the word miracle. Well, the centurion at the cross, he didn't believe it. Not at the time. He thought his friend had been stationed in that backwater Galilee too long. But now, miracle, king, power, he didn't know. And what made things worse was the sky. What the sky was doing. The centurion had never seen anything like it. No one had. The sky was boiling with darkness. Clouds darker than he had ever seen before. It was the worst sky you can imagine. The most threatening. It was as if the earth had reached a verdict far different than Rome's, that the earth did not approve. It made him feel something he had not felt in years. He felt guilty. He could feel it in his bones. Suddenly, that mask that he wore came off And it felt like all of the brutality of his whole life was crushing him. And it had to do with this man. That was what was wrong. Right as he took a step towards the cross, it was too late. Jesus cried out for the last time, and he died. And then the earth began to rumble. It started slowly, and it grew to this great cracking of rocks. The whole ground was shaking, and buildings were being wrestled, and rocks were falling down, and people started to scream. Everyone was screaming and running away, and the sky, if it was possible, got even darker. And the centurion said, In the midst of that chaos, you could hear his voice saying, this really was God's son. Imagine you're there in the crowd with the ground shaking and the darkness boiling overhead, and you see the centurion, this battle-hardened soldier with tears streaming down his cheeks, saying, This really was God's son. 
and all of the people behind him, the soldiers are nodding their heads. And the question you have to ask is, well, what do you do when you're the one who put him there and you just realize what you've done? The blood in your hands, what do you do when he's dead and it's over? You remember what he said before he died. Jesus said one word. It wasn't a moan. It was a shout. He said one word in Aramaic, finished. We say, it is finished. If you would have been there, I promise you, you would have heard not a dying wheeze, but a victorious shout, finished. You would have heard that word ringing in your ears as the centurion said this was God's son. That's what we would remember. The way Jesus is shouting is not in defeat. He's shouting as if he's just won. Have you ever seen somebody cross a marathon finish line with 26 miles of pain behind them that they endured and they cross it and they say, finished, I did it. Have you ever been through all the surgeries and the chemo yourself or with somebody you love and you finally get the blood results back and it says you're cancer-free? Finished is what your soul sings when you get those results. This is what Jesus is saying. What's finished? Well, certainly the pain. We've been talking about that now all throughout Lent, how much pain our Savior carried. That's finished. We've talked about how alone he was, how he looked out and there were only four followers brave enough to stand at the cross. That's finished. What we haven't talked about is the biggest burden he carried the one that you couldn't see on the outside, but that he told us he would be carrying for us. He said he would carry our sins. So in Jesus' heart that day, hanging on the cross, are the sins of all humanity, the generations that have already gone on, and his generation, and all the generations that are to come, including our generation Your sin and my sin and all the blackness that weighs down our bones, our Lord is carrying those. And at the end, he says, finished. It's worth sitting at the foot of the cross through all the pain to hear that. It's worth it. Because this means a new day has begun. This means that people like the centurion can find the faith to say, God's son. And it's not too late. It's exactly the right time when you're the most burdened by your sins to say, he says it's finished. He says it's over. He's not just saying it for himself. He's saying it for us so that you can hear it and I can hear it. 
So that when sin whispers, you have ruined your life, you will hear Jesus shouting, oh no, that is finished. That's why we wear the cross. We put it in front of our churches, right? We keep it in our homes because what Rome designed to be defeat became victory through what Christ has done. John, in telling the story, he begins the story by saying there was a great light. Through this light we were all created and the light came to live among us. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. We'll never overcome it. So you guys, new day begins. We actually don't have to wait for Easter, although I hope you wait for Easter. This is the day victory is won for you and for me on the cross. This is the day that all of the past, all of the pain is taken away. And our Lord opens a new day for us and says, walk through it into the days of mercy and grace and a new life. Walk through it. I did it for you. So walk with him into the new day. And whenever sin whispers to you, may Jesus' final words shout out louder. It is finished. Let's pray. God, sometimes we have a hard time believing because sin seems so heavy and the mistakes that we've made so great in our past that we have a hard time believing that we really can be free. And yet your shout rings out into our hearts that it is finished that the light has won and the darkness must flee away. And so may that be true in our hearts. Whenever sin whispers to us, may your shout be louder. May we have the faith of the centurion that day to say you really are the Son of God, to put our faith in you and to follow you into the blessed gift of a second chance. Amen.